The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. If you are a Bears fan, you are asking, what the hell was that? For being one of the best defenses in the National Football League, Akeem Hicks or no Akeem Hicks, that was atrocious. The Packers destroy the Chicago Bears. Now the score, the final 41-25, nowhere near indicative as to the way the game actually went. Nowhere near. Packers get a win in dominating fashion. Yeah, they had a couple of hiccups defensively, but for the most part, the Green Bay Packers rolled on. They now sit at 8-3 and three on the season and in the NFC. I'm Bill Michaels, uh, Gary Ellison alongside Aaron Rodgers tonight, 21 of 29, a short 211 yards, but he goes over 50,000 yards for his career, only 11th player in NFL history to do so, throws four touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 132.3. Aaron Jones tonight, by the way, he ends up with 91 total yards, 17 carries, Uh, Jamal Williams, 17 carries, 73 yards. Aaron Rodgers ran the ball a couple of times, scrambled. Uh, Aaron Jones, a couple of targets, one catch, stymied at the line of scrimmage. But it was the Robert Tanyan and Devontae Adams show tonight. Between them, they racked up 127 yards, 28 yards in tonight's contest and a couple of touchdowns. Alan Lazard gets into the end zone. Uh, Mercedes Lewis gets into the end zone. Jamal Williams runs one into the end zone. I mean, this was about as thorough a beatdown and a dominating performance out of the offensive line as I can remember a long, long, long time. So, welcome one, welcome all. Uh, the uh, Green Gold Post Game Show is on the air. If you want to hit us up, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout because uh, I want to get your reaction to what you witnessed tonight. Now, some are going to say, you know what, this is a beatdown, it's the Bears, they're a terrible team. But this defense is a good defense. No doubt about it. And you just came off of a performance by uh, losing to Indianapolis 34-31, in which you, you put up points, but your defense wasn't able to hold. But in one quarter, it ended up costing you not being able to consistently finish out, finish out a ball game against good defenses. Tonight, you faced a good defense. What does tonight's contest tell you, if anything, about this Green Bay Packers football team? Packers 41-25 win. We're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to join the network. Stay right where you're at. The Packers garnered the 100th win in this series. And did they just stick the nail in the coffin for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy? Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show coming up right after this. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Forty-one twenty-five. it was a beatdown. The score wasn't nearly as close as what the actual game was, the Packers thoroughly whipped a good defense in the Chicago Bears. We wondered what it was going to say about this team coming off of the loss against a good Indianapolis Colts front, uh, defensive front, and the Packers throttled them. They beat them up in a lot of different ways. I like the domination of the offensive line tonight. One injury to discuss, that was Corey Lindsley, who went down with a knee injury. Kind of just got rolled up on it, just dropped like a sack of wet cement, unfortunately. But a solid job. By Elkin Jenkins, again, John Runyon comes in, and they solidified things, and the Packers go on to roll. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellison alongside. And, Gary, what, uh, I, I was looking for things in this game where I thought, okay, let's see if the Packers can win in the trenches. They won on offense in the trenches. Defensively, eh, it wasn't great, but, you know, for the most part, you know, they did what they were supposed to do. I still, it drives me nuts to see them on third and short, backing the defensive backs way beyond the sticks, uh, basically giving up a first down and playing that god-awful prevent defense. But you get a win. 
you're eight and three, you do it offensively in dominating fashion, and you move on. What'd you take away from this one? Well, it's to be expected, right? I mean, all the things that you just talked about. I mean, we expect for them to do that against uh, a Chicago Bears team that's that's not very good. And I, I don't know, Bill. I, I don't want to pour water. I mean, the, the fire's hot for the Packers, and I don't want to pour water on it. But it, it, I, I just have – I am just come in, come in with this feeling of uh, – a win's a win, I, and, and I get it. But I, I still have this feeling of you go to Indianapolis and you get your butt kicked and against a, a really a pretty good football team. And now Indianapolis lost today. And, and I think if you're a Packer fan, you're just trying to measure where your team is. And, you know, right, had they lost, you'd have been extremely upset. But they won a game that they should have won handily against a team that's been searching for a quarterback for the last 25 years. <laughs> you know, and you, you, and ultimately you're trying to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I think that's where we're trying to get to. And you're looking for those games that signify that you're a Super Bowl team. The NFC – uh, right now, I, I think is down. I mean, you can look at it, point to the Kansas City game today. They just throttle. Um, um, Tampa, um, Tampa Bay. They Bay. Beat, up, beat up Tampa Bay bad. Right, and so you. I mean, you you look at the, the Rams. They lose against um, San Francisco, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that could be more so like a rivalry game out there to me. So I, I don't know if I take much stock in that, but. Um, you're just trying to find a measuring stick. Like, is your team good enough to get to the Super Bowl? Or is it a team, and I I think this is what it is, but it feels like it's a team that's going to go to the playoffs, and they could be one and done in the playoffs, and or they could make it to the Super Bowl. I I think the NFC is just that wide open. Um, Tampa Bay didn't prove anything today, right? The Rams most certainly didn't prove anything today. So I think when you start looking at those, you know, four or five, Arizona loses today against, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, a New England Patriots team. So, I mean, I, it's, it's still wide open, but you, you're trying to figure out if this is a Super Bowl team. And, yeah, it is, but – it's nothing solid and concrete. Does does that am, am I crazy? No, I completely what? agree with you. I, I looked at. I was just asked this tonight. I'm sitting here watching this game, and I said the Packers are a team that's going to go anywhere from 13, 14 and two, or excuse me, um, um, uh, twelve and four, yeah, or thirteen and three, one of the yeah. two, yeah. And they're going to get a high seed, whether or not you know it is what it is, whether or not uh, they get the, the the high seed and the home field advantage throughout, whatever. Right. But when you look at this team, you say, okay, can they get there? If the offense is clicking, yeah. If it's not, no. Can they win one or two games in the postseason? Yeah. But will they win the <laughs> NFC Championship game? And you're basically like, no. You know, you, right now, uh, I think a lot of people are like, until you do, prove it. Yeah. 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 That's I, it. I mean, that's where yeah. we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think I, I, I may be there in, in that boat. Uh, it's just so tough, right? We've had, I hate doing this, we've had 28 years close of of this. Of of this, I'm meaning, you know, 15 and 1, 12 and 4s, 13 and 3s, where we just fell short. I mean, Bill, we think, I think back to the the Brett Favre and New York Giants there at Lambeau Field where he throws that you know Favre throws that football to the inside and had he thrown to the outside to Donald Driver I think you know we 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 get to the playoffs I mean you you think about the 15 and one year where you know we knew that that defense had some problems but they yep. they could score a lot of points and they could take away the football but but they gave up a lot of yards and we we knew that that, they, that teams could get over the top and it, and that and that proved out to be Listen, Chicago Bears still had their way at some point in the first half against this Green Bay Packers defense. Right. And and that's concerning to me. Nope. I 100% agree. Let's get to the phone calls. Let's get your reaction. The Packers get a win tonight. Knock off the Bears. Uh, let's go to Tim listening to us out in Phoenix, Arizona on the Radio.com app. Tim, how you doing tonight? 
I am doing well, gentlemen. Uh, and Gary, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's a Super Bowl potential team because the NFC's down, but it's it's not a great team. Here's here's my question to you guys, and maybe you can help me understand this. I think the offensive line has been playing really well all year long, and they have guys go in and out injuries, but the defensive line is nowhere near the offensive line. And my question is, is the offensive line playing that well? Because Adam Stenovich, I happen to be a Marshfield graduate, so I'll give a shout-out to Adam. <laughs> is, it, is it coaching from Adam? Is it because of Lafleur's scheme that anybody can you know, excel? Or is it Gutenkess has got more talent there than, than maybe we gave him credit for? Well, why is the offensive line, but the defensive line doesn't develop? The defensive line doesn't do it, but the offensive line does. Can You've always said, Build the games won in the trenches, right? And and the offensive line's getting it done, and they have injuries. Guys go in and out. Defensive line. Uh, God bless. We got the turnovers tonight, guys. Because if we didn't get the turnovers, like Gary said, we weren't stopping them. <laughs> so, well, an- answer me this though. Think about this. In this off season, what did they do? They they drafted some offensive linemen who panned out. Did they get? Did they draft a defensive lineman? Did they go after you know highly accredited defenders today, or this 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 off season in the draft? Not really. So they've done a pretty good job at drafting offensive linemen. They have not done a very good of a job at filling in on the defensive front, and and they of the areas that we knew they needed, they did not address. That, right, and yeah, and it shows because. The, I mean, that gaping hole, the first, what, first play out of the box, second play out of the box, it's like, mm-hmm. and you, you, I think what's going to happen is just what you said. We're going to get in the playoffs. It's gonna, I, I know we're all saying it, Packer fans, Gary's been saying it, but we're going to go and we're going to lose in the second round. Someone's going to pound the ball down our throat. And we're all going to be screaming and going. So, so let me ask you last do you think more of it is the coaching, the scheme, or the talent on the offensive line why they play so well, or is it kind of a combination? They're doing a really good job on all of it. Well, I think it's the combination of both. I, I think they're doing a great job of coaching these guys up, but I think the offensive line is probably one of the best offensive lines uh, in the game today. Uh, I think Elton Jenkins, a guy that can go left tackle, left guard, right tackle, center, I mean – and play at a high level. There's not a lot of guys that can do that. So that speaks to how good he he can play. Uh, Lucas Patrick can move all over the place. I mean, boy, he Runyon, played really well tonight. Runyon is another guy, rookie that they took that plays real well. Great pedigree. Dad played uh, in in the NFL for a long time, so he understands the game. So they've got a group of guys that can come in and play multiple multiple positions and play them at a high level. But with all the misdirection, play fakes, those type of things, angles, I mean, they play well together. You saw them today, Bill, and they isolated a couple of these guys. They do well with the double teams. They climb up to the next level. They can get to the backers. And, and, and listen, that Chicago Bears front is a really, really good front. But I happen to think that the Bears' defense is not what it used to be because they know that they don't have an offense that can keep up with Green Bay. Right. No, I would agree with that. They look like they were just like, we give up. No, it doesn't matter what we do anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Because they're going to get beat because they don't have an offense. Yeah. Yeah. 855-830-8648. Good stuff. 855-830-8648. Let's go to Marcus on the north side. Marcus, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, thank you for taking my call. My only question is this. Um, I thought the game was fine the way it was, but my only question is, Gary, I mean, what's, why do the Packers think they're that good to take their foot off the gas? It, it looked like Mike McCarthy back in the day, just because you're up, and then they run three consecutive running plays. We're just going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Oh, we, we feel we got the game in hand. This is the NFL. Anything can happen. Why do the Packers, why do they do that? Well, I, I hate that. If you can score 50 or 100 points, uh, Bill and Gary, why, why do the Packers play this this dumb stuff? Can you explain that to me? Um, <laughs> boy, I honestly, I, I don't. I, I look at it this way. I think the Packers are, as Gary stated, a really good team 
when that offense is clicking, when you you heard numerous times tonight where Tony Dungy said, really good play goal, great play design. It's like they they really stayed with what has been their bread and butter. They did a lot of misdirection. You had, and much like you just alluded to when you talk about Lucas Patrick played extremely well, Alton Jenkins played extremely well. When you've got your offensive line winning in the trenches, even though Akeem Hicks wasn't there and they made a big deal about that tonight, you know, look, one guy does not a defense make, and this is a pretty good defensive front. So when you stick with what gets you there, when you're running the misdirection, when you're running not necessarily jet sweeps, but you're putting guys in motion, you're doing uh, – and, Gary, you know, you saw a lot of guys, you know, everybody will go to your right, and then one mm-hmm. guy will veer out to the left after, a, you know, kind of a light chip block. They sell it really well. Aaron Rodgers sells it really well. And then all of a sudden, boom, you got a guy like Tanya open in the end zone. They stuck with what got them there, and they ran the ball tonight. They committed to the run tonight which is not something that they do consistently, but they committed to the run tonight. When you look at the carries, you had 34 carries between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams tonight. They ran the football. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers only threw the ball. He threw it under 30 times, only 29 times tonight. When they stick with what kind of gets them there and they stick with that game plan and they get up, that's the key thing, when they get up Mm -hmm. and their defense can play a little bit from behind, play a little bit looser, get a couple of stops, get a couple of scores ahead – Everything seems to flow for this team. When they get beat, it's by teams that keep up with them or take a lead over them, and then it seems they get tight. And it and, and the defense plays different. The offense plays different. Aaron seems like he's every possession is important. He's got to score a touchdown, got to go to Devontae, and if, if things get out of sorts tonight, nothing got out of sorts because they had the flow of the game in their favor. No, I would agree with you, Bill. That's exactly how it goes down. And then the defense gets exposed because now – Teams can line up and run the football against us. They can control the clock. And so that's what ends up happening to this team when it's a close game or that they get down. They press a little bit more on offense. You're right. And then the defense is what it is. It becomes exposed uh, because other teams can come in and run the football on us. 855-830-8648. Time now for the first score of the game. And uh, this was an easy one because the Packers were up and down the damn field all night long. But the first score of the game uh, brought to you by our good friends when it comes to uh, the first score, Scholze Family Beef, because you're scoring some beef with Scholze Family Beef. Go to Scholze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, ScholzeFamilyBeef.com. Devontae Adams into the end zone. Here it is. Inside where Kyle Fuller is. Third and ten. Here is Rodgers with time. A bunch of it. End zone shot. Adams goes up and gets it. Touchdown, Green Bay. Sixth game in a row for Adams with a touchdown. Mike Tirico on the call tonight from uh, Sunday Night Football on NBC. So there you have it. That's your first score of the game. Again, brought to you by Schulze Family Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations to their Wisconsin family farm, to your family table. And you can check out their selection. Place your order today at Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That is SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This one is from Jack, who says uh, he thinks the Packers are better than what we're giving them credit for. He says we're coming down too hard on this team. Do you think we're coming down too hard on the team, or we just? I I look at it as we're just talking about reality here, right? Yeah, we're just being realistic um, of this this team, uh, the way it. I mean, the way it looks. Uh, but but you know what we what we're talking about it looks like a lot of other teams in the NFC right now I I, I think uh, the AFC uh, to me is is head and shoulders above what the NFC is playing right now so um, and, but but when we're looking at a Packer team uh, that that's traditionally played like this over the last 28 years I mean you there's enough sample size here to look at the Packers and go yeah I've seen this before. Um, this one's from Dave who says they ain't winning blank. Okay, my question is, <laughs> I don't know are they not that. winning the division? Are they not winning a playoff game? Are they not winning two? Are they not winning an NFC Championship game? Are they not winning a Super Bowl? They're winning the division. They'll they, win the division. That's, yeah, that's already. Probably going to win a uh, postseason game. But it all depends on who it is. I mean, um, I, listen, I, you know, we you have to see what that matchup is. I mean, you have to. Listen, I know the Rams lost today, but I like their defense versus our defense. Seattle's defense gives up a lot of points. So if they come to Lambeau Field, I like our chances against Seattle. 
Um, if Arizona comes here, man, if Kyler Murray is right, they may score 50, Bill. It'll be a shootout. I mean, you're looking at a lot of these teams where you feel like you our defense is going to have to match the opposing team's defense, meaning that, like, you saw um, – some of the, you know you saw the game against Minnesota where we scored they scored we scored they scored and our defense couldn't get a stop. It's going to come down to is it when the other opposing team defense gets a stop and they, then their offense goes down and scores then it turns into what you just explained, Bill. Mm-hmm. Now we're down, now we're pressing, and now the other team can run the football. I mean that's basically the Indianapolis Colts game. Although we were up, they went, came out in the second half and go, you know what? Let's just get back to the run game and see if we can gash them. And they did. And we just we had no answer for it. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Go ahead and give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you got a reaction to this contest, positive, negative, doesn't matter what it happens to be, give us your thoughts as the Packers knock off the Bears 41-25. And the score nowhere near as indicative as the actual outcome uh, of this thing. It was a dominating performance a by the Green whooping. Bay Packers. It was a butt whooping. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. A lot more of the Green Gold Postgame Show. He's Gary Ellison. I'm Bill Michaels. We'll be back right after this. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone. What was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy Drive of the Game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. 41-25, the final. The Packers knock off the Chicago Bears in dominating fashion tonight at Lambeau Field. And the drive of the game, Alan Lazard. Good to see him back into the mix. Catches this two-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers. First and goal, Green Bay. Jones, Rogers backpedals, puts it up top. Touchdown, Green Bay. That is so unbelievable by Alan Lazard with the leap to no one. There you go. That capped off a 13-play, 80-yard drive, taking off 7 minutes, 50 seconds. It put the Packers up 20-3. And then after that, uh, Preston Smith gets the 14-yard fumble, scoop, and score. And uh, then it was all of a sudden real quick, 27-3, and the Packers really never looked back after that. So that one put it pretty much away. That is your drive of the game and uh, the drive of the game brought to you by your uh, Chevy dealers. Check out what's new in the 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealers at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. WisconsinDriveChevy.com. So, I, look, I, I guess, um, Gary, the one thing that I'm saying here and I think people are misconstruing is, that we're complaining about the Packers. We're, we're not, we're, we're not, you know, saying that they're going to win a Super Bowl. We're not saying they're not. I mean, there's no, there's nothing special here. The the bottom line is, if you feel they're going to win a Super Bowl, great. That's that's You're awesome. Right. right. Because, but we've seen this before, and I think until right. they actually do, right. That that's why there's so many people that are going. Show me something that's more dynamic other than the offense, because we've right. seen this story before. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um. We we've been down this road before with with the Packers team. I mean, there, there there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that it, it's it's the same people that are saying uh, that would say, hey, go, go out and get me Kenny Steele's right now. He's available, uh, and then you just have to pay the remainder of his salary for the rest of the year. Make a move like that. Uh, the Dunlap kid that goes over to uh, the Seattle Seahawks defensive line. He comes in a week or so ago and get two sacks, and his last sack uh, w- wins the game for Go get him a guy like that for a six-round pick. You see the holes on the defensive line. You know what it is. It's not going to get any better. Those guys are right. not going to get any better on the defensive line. You know what that looks like. Yep. So you, you just – I guess in the haste to try to build a perfect team, and that's never going to happen – but you can see the deficiencies in this team, I mean, much like we saw. But much like we saw the, and I didn't want to believe it. Fifteen in one season, I didn't want to believe it. I thought that was a Super Bowl team, but we knew that they gave up a lot of points. Right. And when you when you have a, a defense that's giving up a lot of yards and a lot of points, it just makes you a little queasy in the stomach. Well, it makes me queasy in the stomach. 
that year we saw that when Romeo Cornell smashed them in the mouth of the line of scrimmage from Kansas City. Yes. And we knew what he would and, – and that was the blueprint. Because we, we had asked the question at the time, is this the blueprint to beat the Packers? And it turned out to be because that's exactly what uh, New York did when they came into Lambeau Field. Hey, real quick, the injury report. Thank God it's a short one tonight. Nothing uh, major. And we hope that uh, Corey Lindsley is back. But the injury report brought to you by Tayback Law. Veterans, if you feel you've been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. He had Corey Lindsley go down. He had the knee injury. He got rolled up on and just went down. And then, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was Lucas Patrick uh, ended up having the uh, the toe. Uh, he had the toe injury. But did other than Savage, that. Did Savage go out of that game too? I, I saw him go down, but I thought he came back. Yeah. Lazard got okay. hit, and he ended up going down. But he bounced back and came back after that vicious hit that he took. And it, it was just a good, solid football play, but he took a vicious hit. So, uh, but, but they came back. So in this one, you only had a couple of guys leave the game. And that's your injury report brought to you by Tayback Law. Tayback for the payback. Go to Tayback Attorneys, T-A-B-A-K Attorneys.com. That's Tayback Attorneys. Dot com. Let's go to Dan listening to us in Racine real quick. Dan, how you doing, man? What's up? Thanks, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Gary, you, you get it right on the head just now. It it's all depends on um, the management. You got guys out there now, you got to go get them. You got to get Kenny Stills in. You got to, because the wide receiver thing is kind of, I don't know, a question mark after Durante. Lazard's not proven. Nobody's on this team that's proven in a wide receiver to spot for me. So you got to go make some moves, and it's going to be up to them. Do we just want the NFC North? Or is it going to be, you know, you got to do what Ron Wolf did, and that's that's all I got. I mean, this is kind of like a, you knew they should have won it, they did win it, and it's kind of one of those games. So, guys, have a good night. <laughs> yeah, thank you, buddy. Thanks. It, but but I'm not going to fault them for doing exactly what they're supposed no. to do, though. Either no, you know, no. you can't no. do that. No. You can't be upset because they won the ball game doing exactly what they were supposed yeah. to do. I, I don't think, think there's any surprises. Is. Right. I think what's disappointing is people are saying, well, Mitch Trubisky moved the ball. Well, okay. But, I mean, like I said, when you're watching on third down and seven and your defensive backs are playing 12 yards deep, you know, all they're trying to do is not let anybody get behind them. Now, I don't agree mm-hmm. with it. You know, this is the fire petting reason. But you could clearly see what was going on. Mm-hmm. They were just like, look, we can beat the hell out of this team. Let's just keep everything in front of us. Make them go on long drives that chew up clock. And they did twice, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. Mm-hmm. 14 plays, 87 yards. And then they did another one with uh, 13 plays, 65 yards. They had mm-hmm. to go 15 plays, 82 yards, 5 minutes, 5 minutes, 9 minutes. I mean, right. the defense basically just held them off. That's all they did. Uh, let's do this. We've got uh, about another hour yet to go. And then after that, don't forget Radio Joe Zenzola's got uh, Green and Gold OT going to the 1 a.m. hour Central Time. Stick around. We've got a lot more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Packers going to win 41-25. More right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Forty-one twenty-five, the final. The Green Bay Packers, they knock off the Chicago Bears and the score nowhere near indicative as to what the Packers actually did. To the Chicago Bears, they dominated them um, throughout this game, specifically uh, the Packers' offense. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. You want to chime in, go ahead and do it. Again, 855-830-8648. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, there is a lot of consternation over on Twitter. I don't know, if Gary, if you're getting it as well, but a lot of people unhappy yeah. that Packers fans are unhappy. I guess yeah, in the yeah, now now right. you know in the rivalry game, getting the 100th win against the Chicago Bears and maybe putting the nail in Ryan Pace's and Matt Nagy's coffin. That there's a lot of satisfaction there tonight. Maybe you just revel in that rather than saying, "What does this win for the Packers actually mean?" It means they beat the Bears. They beat them handily. Mr. Trubisky is who we thought he was. Their defense is good. It's not great, and they beat up on a decent defense. Uh, beyond that, 
I don't think there's much more you take away from this game, maybe. Maybe you just look at it and say, it's a win, and you just move on, right? Yeah, I mean, you do, but here's the, the bill. Here's the, here's the deal, Bill. Um, they drafted Jordan Love, and that started the clock ticking for Aaron Rodgers of how long he's going to be here. Now, for me, I'm not speaking about Packer fans because I always say Packer fans. I'm going to speak for me. So you started the clock on Rodgers for how long he's going to be here. So that tells me that we need to get a Super Bowl here in the next two, three years. How are we going to do it? We've seen all this before. And if this is going to come to an end, because if you look at the NFL, it's about quarterback play. And if you don't have good quarterback play, then you got to have a really good defense like San Francisco had last year, but doesn't still guarantee you to be. I mean, San Francisco Garoppolo, what, threw the ball eight times last year in the NFC Championship game? That's how good their defense is. We don't have a good defense. So now you know it's about Aaron Rodgers and his offense scoring a bunch of points like we've always seen. And you and, and I'm thinking to myself, self, uh, if he – if he's getting ready to leave, is this team good enough to to win a Super Bowl? Because this is all could be over in three to four years. Over. That's the reason I think when, at least when I think that's about it. That's the angst. Right. That's, the that's angst, when I think know, about me. it. And I say, right. No, that when I think about it, I think that's why you're kind of looking at this going, at what point do you go all in? Or at least try to hedge your bets to say we are a team that not only, you know, that that we're ready to go for a Super Bowl. We really believe we're there. And I think to a lot of people that, and we've been down this road, that a lot of people in the organization said, yeah, they're good, um, but we're not worried necessarily about the here and the now. We're worried about maybe tomorrow and if we get to the post. This is why people say they're happy with just getting to the postseason. Taking our money, making sure that all these Packers fans line up for season tickets, and if somebody doesn't take the season ticket, then off to the next guy who wants the season ticket, and they're they're just happy with getting to the postseason. And I don't buy that either because they are they they don't they never want to lose out and not get to the postseason. That no, I agree with because that's that's money, right? But I I think of this and I say if you know. If they do go for it and they win a Super Bowl, the, the, that year and the year after are huge boons for the Green Bay Packers if they stay viable. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just happy with the win over the Bears, then be happy with the win over the Bears. Sure. You know what I mean? We're not saying that you can't be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, be happy with that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I yeah. there's 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 not all – if tonight's – I guess if you are a Super Bowl or bust person, what did tonight's win – against the Bears in dominating fashion, tell you? Or does it matter? I mean, that's the argument. You know, because some people say, well, you know, Packers fans aren't happy that that stinks. Well, okay. Then tell me what you think, other than just complaining about Packers fans who complain. Do you just – is it no big deal? You know? 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. 8648-855-830-8648. If you guys want to chime in, go ahead and do so. Uh, let's get to the phone calls. Let's talk to uh, Jim listening to us in Chicago on the radio.com app. Jim, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I mean, uh, a night like this allows me to go to work this week and not have to worry about getting hassled. So in the short term, <laughs> I'm really happy about that. Um, I, I guess I'd like to talk, you know, a little bit about the defense. Um you know, I, I think when you look at our personnel, our defensive personnel is not, uh, you know, world beaters per se. They, they're okay. Got a couple of nice players. But I, I guess I'd like to throw out there the question to everybody who's uh, kind of on the fire Patton uh, bandwagon. And uh, so you fire Patton and, and who you bring in. And then um, I guess some of the chatter I've heard is you look at, uh, you look at Madison and they got Jimmy Leonard as the uh, defensive coordinator. And I guess the thoughts of, would Jimmy Leonard as a defensive coordinator make that much of a difference with our guys that we have now, uh, provided we can't get the personnel that we really need? Um, and, and, and if so, is, is he the kind of, would he be willing to come uh, to Green Bay and, and, and coordinate the defense? Boy, um, 
Two-part question. One is, if you don't have the talent, it doesn't matter who you throw in there. It's kind of I've described it as, you know, if you have to get into a race with a bunch of other Corvettes and everybody else is driving around in a Corvette and you're driving around in a four-cylinder engine, it doesn't matter if you're driving a Corvette or not, you're still not going to beat the Corvettes. So the personnel thing is a legit question. Now, when you say, would he be willing to come here? Uh, Gary, you know that program out there a little bit better than I do, but when I've talked to people either close to Jim or the program, they say he just loves it, just loves being at UW. And his name's been talked about before, and before his name even got out there, he was saying, I'm staying at UW, I love UW. So I don't know if this is uh, – I, I don't know if it's a thing that he aspires to. Maybe it's because it's the Packers, maybe he'd consider it. But I think, one, you have to get a couple other guys – and two, you got to even see if he wanted to test the waters to go to Green Bay because I know he's really happy at UW. Right. I, I don't see him leaving um, for a pro gig unless it's just something super, super special for him. And I don't know if the Packers – it could be a special I mean, a team for him. I, I don't know. He's from here. But I, I, I just – he just got – he has it so good at UW. Right where he's at, he's at his alma mater. They're winning mm-hmm. games. Why go into this pressure cooker? I mean, he could stay there for the rest of his life and be the right. Knicks head coach in waiting. I mean, and I, does he I, want to take over I, for a guy he's I friends just, with? Right. Yeah, I don't feel like that. This is what he wants to do um, uh, at this at this moment in time right now. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Joe points this out to me too. I, I mean, I know those two guys were friends and they've got a history. He said that don't forget he played for Petten for six years and he he has a lot of Petten defense in him. So if people think that Jim Leonard's the answer, remember he played for Petten. That's where he learned a lot of his defense. Very similar. Well, they go up there. He used to he used to go up there during the off season, build and hang out with Petten and right. those guys and that coaching staff. Right. Exactly. Uh, let's go to Tom listening to us in Eagle River. Tom, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill and Gary. Um, I've got actually two questions. One is defense and one is offense. Uh, you know, when we do our evaluations of the defense, I mean, does anyone ever come up with the idea that here are your best defensive players and here are the people who are not? I mean, somehow you have to get to the bottom of it. You know, it's like everything else in life. Uh, you have to evaluate and move on. And the same thing is with Patton. My second question, Bill, is one that you've talked about a few times on your show. You have made the comment that Jordan Love is not the answer to Green Bay's next quarterback. I mean, I don't know if any of us have ever seen 11 games where a first-round draft choice is not even suited up or is not active, you know, and Mm -hmm. he was inactive tonight. I mean, it seems to me if he's not your quarterback for the future – why don't you at least put a uniform on him, dangle him out there? Maybe, maybe we get a trade for him, and uh, if he's not the guy, but maybe, maybe we don't know if he's the guy because he just hasn't had a chance to really do anything because Aaron's playing at such a high level. So I'll, I'll listen, Bill, to you and Gary, and and I, I guess with the defense, I'm tired of hearing that it's personnel, but. I watched Christian Kirksey tonight. Man, the guy is soft. He's tackling a guy up around the shoulder pads, and then the David Montgomery drags him for another five yards. And the other time, Kirksey held the tight end in the end zone, gave up. Uh, he was called for holding, and that mm-hmm. allowed the Bears to score. I mean, against the Titans, where they've got Derrick Henry, uh, we don't stand a chance, perhaps, with his defense. And I don't know if there's another option at middle linebacker. Thanks. Boy, for, the other uh, thing, uh, great, great point. Um, and the other thing, if you watch Raven Green dive at two guys tonight and just come up and whiff, poor, I mean, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He played mm-hmm. well early, made a couple of plays, and had his name called. Mm-hmm. But later in the ball game, oh, my God, Raven Green was tackling air. It was pathetic. So um, as, as much as, again, you want to talk about scheme, if guys go out and they're in the position to make a play and they don't because of poor tackling, you can scheme. yell at – that's not scheme. You can yell at coaches all you want. Tackling is scheme. a will. Tackling is a will and a one. You look two. at but, yeah, but you look at certain teams, Bill, defensively. Let's say like the Pittsburgh Steelers, they build their team uh, according to what they like to do. Like I mean, they they they're the Chicago Bears is another one. They build their defense 
towards guys that kind of have that swagger about them that's just going to go lay the wood. The Packers just have never really done that. I mean, maybe Leroy Butler's team, and that's the last team I can remember that was just truly physical on the defensive side of football, Reggie White, Sean Jones. I mean, that front, Santana Dotson, Gilbert Brown, I mean, that front was absolutely incredible. George Coons, I mean, those guys were lay the wood. But but after that, I, I don't know if I've seen a team defensively where you kind of fear them. Maybe the game has changed. I mean, we started going to this nickel and dime, and and then it was all about covering guys, and so you lost some of that. But there's still some teams, the Ravens, there's still some teams in the NFL today where they draft according to what their signature is. And I just don't think the Packers have never been able to do that. Um, we'll get back to his question about the offense and about, and I, w- I do want to get into that because I do want to get into his discussion. But let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break we're, uh, because we're late. We got to come back, and we'll get back into that. We'll get back into your phone calls, your emails, your tweets, all that kind of good stuff. Stay tuned. Packers going to win forty-one twenty-five, knocking off the Bears. Don't forget, coming up after the uh, midnight hour, it's going to be uh, Radio Joe Zanzola with Green and Gold OT. Stick around. We got more of the Green and Gold Post Game Show right after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Sometimes you gotta stick, and sometimes you gotta hit. Let's find out the hit of the game. Brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. Hit of the game brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. This was an easy one because it was the Smith Brothers doing what the Smith Brothers used to do, and that was Darius and Preston. He got the hit. Preston got the scoop. Now it's third and 17. Another big rush from Gary. Trubisky lost the ball. It's scooped by Preston Smith, who takes it in for the Green Bay defensive touchdown. And there you go. And that is Mike Tirico from uh, NBC on the call. And give Rashawn Gary a nod on that as well because he was putting pressure, bringing it up uh, on the outside because he came up the gut and uh, Preston was on the outside. So uh, good, good stuff uh, by the uh, Smith brothers tonight on the scoop and score. And we saw a lot of that kind of stuff last year and had a lot of success. And you're just looking for more of that uh, this year, specifically out of Preston mm-hmm. Smith, who's having a bit of a down season. Why do you think Preston Smith is having a statistical down season, Gary? Well, I, I think they, they're they using him differently, obviously, because we saw last week they had him in coverage. They're dropping him in coverage a lot more than they did last year. That was kind of Fackrell's role last year. So you're seeing some of that. And and just maybe the pandemic during the offseason really hurt him too a little bit. I mean, a lot of people don't know how that plays on your mind. So I, I think maybe he's rounding in his shape and, and starting to, you know, put it on and play a little bit better. You see Rashad Gary, Rashad Gary, the last – um, two or three week, weeks is now coming on. He's starting to play a little bit better. And so you've got that package right now where you have uh, both Smith brothers and Gary in on obvious passing situation. And, you know, all three of those guys, Bill, can play can play with a hand in the dirt or standing up. So, I mean, you, you just hope that the offense can keep scoring points, and that's their strong suit, I think. That's their best defense, and they can get those guys on the field at the same time. Let's go to our buddy Al listening to us in Philadelphia. Al, how you doing tonight, man? What's going on? What you thinking? Uh, how, you, how you guys doing? Um, I'm, What's up, uh, man? I'm I'm a, I'm kind of like neutral about this game. Like it hasn't really moved the needle too much. We did what we were supposed to do. Yeah. You only can play mm-hmm. the people that's on your schedule who was in front of you. So um, I don't understand why people are upset. Like I mean, we could have went out there and it could have been much more competitive than what it was. Like we came out there, put our foot on their throat. And pretty much like put a pedal to the metal for the for the for, you know for majority of the night. On the defensive end, um, like you guys say, we say it every week. It's just like they're a reoccurring theme. I just don't understand if it's third and long. Why are you much more like you're way past the sticks and you're basically just giving up like third downs or first downs rather. You know what I'm saying? I just don't understand that. Um, it's, it's just beyond me. Like I mean, do Mike Patton think that? Our defense, our defensive backs or whatever, are that bad to where they're going to get beat? Or, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, I just remember when Packers teams or just defensive teams in general, they used to have pride to, like, hold the team to three points. 
or don't let them score at all. It's just like, okay, let's just make it out of here without a bunch of injuries. And if they score a couple times, then so be it. You just go back to this soft uh, um, prevent defense. But I had a question, though. Um, it was a caller a little while back that mentioned about management and Mike Pettin and <clears throat> uh, the personnel. So my question to you guys, when it comes down to certain players or personnel on the team, does Mike Pettin have a say into who, who they bring in or does he have, like, you know, like, for instance, he'll talk to Goonkoos or whoever, and he'll say, well, I want this type of player. Could you possibly get me this type of player? Or does it always all fall on Goonkoos and he just says, hey, we need this guy, this guy, this guy. You work with him. Because I don't, I mean, I'm just curious to know. Because somebody has to say something about the personnel that we have. We got some players in certain positions, but like you guys said, that defensive line needs to be shored up. We had an opportunity to do that, and we dropped the ball with that. Um, I think our backside is pretty good, but that front, that you know, that that line is, is just it's just Kenny Clark and some and some guys. So I just wanted y'all take on that, man. Thanks for the time. For taking no, I appreciate it as always. So Gary, you you, I mean, you've been there. You've been in locker rooms. I mean, coaches have. It's not necessarily a say in who they're going to choose, but maybe they'll say this is the position we need to upgrade. Well, here's what we know in years past uh, under Ted Thompson. Ted Thompson was the grand poopah of, of everything, all of scouting department, and it felt like that the the coaching staff had no say. Dunk Capers had no say. Mike McCarthy had no say. It feels like under Brian Gutenkunst, um that the defensive players have say. I mean, the defensive coaches have say. We heard this, and we heard that the Smith brothers, that the defensive coaches were in on getting Smith brothers here to Green Bay. We also heard that Rashawn Gary was liked a lot by some guys in the defensive meeting room, and, and they were running down the hall high five and said, we got our guys. So it feels like it, it has turned in Green Bay where Brian is actually – asking or communicating with the coaches on players that they are drafting. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to draft the player, but mm-hmm. it feels like there is some sort of communication open more so than in years past. I think, you know, when, sometimes you hear about a coach saying, I need this. Remember, Ted Thompson famously went down to Dom Capers and said, what do you need? Dom said, look, I need it up to gut. I need a good center. I need a good safety. I need a good linebacker. I need, a good, I need one good cover corner. You know, and I'll win you uh, with a lot of games. And, you know, he went out and got him. He, he got you B.J. Raj. He got you beef up front. He got you Clay Matthews. You already had A.J. Hawk. Uh, you got a good guy in Nick Collins who was on his way to a Hall of Fame career. And then you got, obviously, Charles Woodson. So that's what you got. And then with that, they eventually evolved around them. And Charles was the leader. And they go off and have a really top-ranked defense, but more so in turnovers than just in getting the stop, so to speak. And they get off the field, and they, they end up winning a championship. But – yeah, I don't know how – I mean, my assumption is it's kind of the same that you know, they'll say, okay, what do you need? Uh, the coaches evaluate the players, who's excelled, who's not, who's maybe doing it at practice, who isn't doing it on the field, and then, you know, you, you make your cuts, you make your evaluations, whatever it's going to be. Right. But I, I think it's collective. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just Brian Gudikin sitting up there with binoculars going, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Uh, 855-830-8648. By, by the way, some good news. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up, but – he talked about Corey Lindsley and basically said that uh, he was worried about him, but not a season-ending injury. That he does know. Good. So that's good, good news. Good. So after good. he got rolled up on from behind and ended up going down and had that uh, kind of, you know, from behind leg injury. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll come back. We're going to start hearing some pressers. Got uh, Aaron Rodgers. We got uh, Matt LaFleur. We're going to hear from Mike Clemens coming up uh, hopefully as well before we get out of here. Uh, and then don't forget, coming up after the top of the hour, Joe Zanzola is going to go another hour with Green and Gold OT. Packers get a dominating win, 41-25. We got more of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And then jumps to the NFL. But Rodgers was already here, so you have to have an open mind to work together. Rodgers flips his hips, flips it downfield, wide open. Tunyon, touchdown, Packers. Uh, left, yeah. 39 
yards to Robert Tunyon. Packers get a win, 41-25 the final. They go to 8-3 and three on the season. Looking at it in perspective, when you look at the NFC right now, I mean, uh, just the conference itself, um, I mean, the Packers right now, they're still a, a, one of the better teams, if you will. They're only behind the New Orleans Saints. Packers are eight and three. The Saints are nine and two with a win again today. Tampa Bay seven and five. Seattle seven and three, coming back from their bye. You got the Rams who are at seven and four, and don't count out that San Francisco team who got a win over the Rams today. How about that? Right, right. You know, and uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, boy, I, I tell you what, I was kind of surprised they ended up. Uh, they ended up getting the win. They the Panthers gave them all they wanted. I mean, that's that Panthers game still may end up being a tough one for the Green Bay Packers. But Panthers missing mm-hmm. a last-second field goal that would have won the game, and the Vikings held on though to get their fifth win. So that's kind of how the NFC shakes out right now. So if I'm look, and I am a Packers fan, but if I'm a Packers fan, I'm sitting out there going at Super Bowl or bust. I think you got a good shot. I'm not saying you you know look Tampa Bay's defense beat them up. We saw that. They beat up a, a pretty good New Orleans team. So when Tom Brady or when uh, when Drew Brees comes back, how much better will New Orleans be, and how much stock can you put into the second game of the season? But it was it's a win. Seattle's defense has flaws. Uh, L.A. has flaws. Arizona, I just don't think they're ready to win it all just yet. Uh, San Francisco, obviously, they've been banged up, and they've got some flaws as well. So does Minnesota. They're a good team, but not a great team. Chicago's sitting at five and seven. Chicago's the same record right now with five and six, a game under five hundred, as Minnesota and San Francisco. So those teams are all still trying to keep themselves in, in the hunt for the wild card. There's nothing that says right now that the Green Bay Packers are a bad football team, but if you're thinking just strictly Super Bowl or bust, you're thinking of more reasons why they're going to get beat. And, yes, I can agree that the defense is not top-notch, but – uh, you get an offense that gets up a couple of scores, and maybe you get lucky with a turnover or two. You're going to win that ball game because I think the Packers are good enough to do that. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four. I mean, are. that's 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 just that's what you look yeah. forward to. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be good, you got to be healthy, you got to get hot, and you got to be lucky. And if you get all those things mm-hmm. going in your direction, you're going to go far. You're going to end up finding yourself in a Super Bowl. Uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke to the media and uh, had a lot to say about his head coach, Matt LaFleur. we got to take a listen to this. It's brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds, <laughs> where they always pay green for your gold. Go to Robert Hack, H-A-A-C-K, RobertHackDiamonds.com. That's RobertHackDiamonds.com. Here's the quarterback. So there you go. That was Aaron Rodgers after the ballgame. A lot of praise for his head coach. Beautifully drawn-up game plan. Used adjectives. Got us into a rhythm. Got us into a flow. Great call. Wonderful game plan. Wonderful week. On and on and on. Man, really gushing over his uh, head coach. So good stuff coming from Aaron Rodgers. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Mike Clemens up in Green Bay uh, live from Lambeau Field. We'll chat with him coming up next. Don't forget, also coming up after the top of the hour, the Green and Gold OT. Radio Joe Zenzola going to take you until 1 a.m. Central Time. Stay tuned. More of the Green and Gold postgame show after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now it's third and 17. Another big rush from Gary. Trubisky lost the ball. It's scooped by Preston Smith, who takes it in for the Green Bay defensive touchdown. Everything was just happening so so fast on the field. Um, it, it's my job to hang on to the football. I, I got to do that. Um, as far as calls go, I, I never comment on that. I know those guys, everyone's human, just like us. I mean, um, but my, my job is to hang on to the football. I got to do that. Still hasn't done it extremely well, and that is Mitch Trubisky after the ball game tonight. 41-25, the Packers get a win. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. And, and now we hear from a Mike Clemens at Lambeau Field. Michael, uh, what's the sentiment there as the Packers get the 100th win over the Bears? Well, uh, you know, defense had a couple of plays that they could be happy about. Young Darnell Savage, the second pick that he got in this game, was just another Trubisky air ball, just hanging there. Uh, but the first one, of course, was the Bears making some moves and then, you know, driving and looked like they were going to score and Trubisky trying to throw in the end zone. And Darnell Savage comes up with a, a pick, and he talked about that after the game. We actually, um, you know, we actually got that same play earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, offenses, like like people always say, it's a copycat league. So stuff that works, teams are going to find a way to get back to it. So 
you know, I just I just happened to I I, I had a feeling that, that they was gonna take a shot. And when I turned and I seen the ball was in the air, I just I just tried to run as fast as I could and, and get under it. So it ended up working out. And then, you know, the defense came up with that uh, forced fumble and scoop and score. Now, some of the replay shows that maybe Trubisky was face-masked a couple times on that play. You know, the David Montgomery run up the middle early in the game off left tackle for about 57 yards has you going, uh-oh. But, you know, in the meantime, the oh, it was all offense. It's Aaron Rodgers, 50,000 yards, career 11th NFL quarterback to do so, four touchdowns, Quarterback rating like 135. It just goes on and on. And Aaron Rodgers says the reason that we beat our rivals tonight, 41 to 25, was because of our head coach, Matt LaFleur. Um, I just feel like he's settled into his role as, as head coach. Him and I have been really on the same page uh, all season. Um, there's this, uh, just a beautiful trust that I think is, uh, has blossomed uh, even more this year uh, between him and I. And I think that's an important part of us being successful is, is the QB and the coach calling and being on the same page. And um, and then, you know, obviously we've had a number of guys uh, give more of themselves, guys that we talk about every single week, you know, Jamal Williams, Alan Lazard doing the little things and playing super heady, Marquez, you know, in his role. And he'll be disappointed, you know, he didn't have a big role in the passing game, but he's an incredible, incredibly important part of our offense. And then how good Devonte is. I mean, he's he's incredible, and Aaron Jones. So it's been it's been fun to see it all come together. When you have, and I've said this before as well, when you have guys who have specific roles and they embrace them, there's no better way uh, to get a guy to buy in than that. And I think we've done a great job at that. Whether it's Mercedes, or Jamal Williams, or Alan Lazard, or Robert Tanyan, or Jay Sternberger, Billy Turner. Elton Jenkins, you know, guys embracing what they have to do and giving their all. And, you know, if the Bears had a chance at this game tonight, guys, it's it would have been their defense that was dominating the field and creating the turnovers. And yet you've got Tony Dungy in the NBC booth tonight saying, look at these missed tackles. That's a team that's given up. Well, now they're five and six. Trubisky's got some turnovers. You don't see Khalil Mack and and the rest of those guys really making big plays as the game wore on. And so after the game, Matt Nagy has to explain where they're at now at five and six. When you lose and you lose five in a row, you, you, are, you are getting challenged big time. And what's easy to do, the easy way, is to, is to just start pointing fingers and just saying it's not my fault. That's what, the, that's what it's easy to do. Unfortunately, there's too many right now. There's a lot to do that. And, and so we're not. And we're going to fight. And um, I thought that, uh, you know, again, our, our message in that locker room at the very end, and that's going to keep it internal with us, is uh, was good, was very good. And, and so we're not going to point fingers. We're not going to blame. We're going to, we're going to line up and play the next game that they allow us to play, and we freaking go, and, and we fight for each other. So Mitchell Trubisky – Gets the starting job. Some people thought that maybe Nick Foles should have been benched anyway, despite the injury. Now, he's been out since week three, Trubisky has. But, you know, this was the guy, of course, that they were going to build this franchise around offensively. He finishes tonight with a quarterback rating of 74.7, two picks, the three touchdowns, and the garbage time at the end. But listen to this question for Mitchell Trubisky just a couple of minutes ago in the Bears postgame. Mitch, do you think you played well enough to justify starting next week? I don't know. I don't know. It was it, it was tough, like I said, just because the turnovers early on, and then being in a hole. It was, there was a lot of excitement being back, just being back in the huddle and being back with the offense throughout this week. And um, I I think me, myself and the offense, we had kind of this expectation or picture of what we thought could happen going into this game, and um, you, it just didn't go that way from the get go. And so things like that happen sometimes, but. Um, uh, I don't know. It's not my call. I just try to, like I said, put my best foot forward every single day. The chips will lie where they are. I don't know I guess, if I should start next week. Yeah, I guess the, uh, the the quarterback carousel continues, and you're talking about 36 of them when the Packers have basically have had Favre and, and Rodgers. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah. You know, Jim McMahon would have never said that. I don't know if I should start next week. 
It's like, do you want the job or not? But, you know, when you're behind that offensive line, <laughs> maybe you're not sure. Right. Maybe you don't really want to go back there. Mike, good stuff as always, buddy. We'll talk to you. Thank you, Bill. See you, pal. There you go. That brings us to the MVP of the game brought to you by Van Horn Automotive. And, and Gary, I'm sitting here listening to all of this, and I don't know about you. Do you have a thought on an MVP? You know, it's, it was spread around, you know, pretty much, right? But, uh, you know, did, did Preston Smith, was there a sighting? There was a Preston Smith sighting, and all I keep hearing about is the coach. Do we give it to Matt LaFleur for the plan that he put in place today Fine. the execution? Was, I don't know if you ever talked talk about Mike McCarthy like this. Right. Right. <laughs> Maybe we give it to the head coach, Matt LaFleur, our Van Horn Automotive uh, MVP, brought to you by the Van Horn Automotive Group, locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family-born, employee-owned. Go to VanHornAuto.com. Gary, good stuff as always, buddy. All right, buddy. Talk to you uh, again next week. Radio Joe Zanzola with Green and Gold OT coming up next. Packers get a win, 41-25. They go to 8-3, and three, and uh, they knock off the rival Bears for the 100th win in the contest. There you have it. Time for us to go. Have a going. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.